Hello and welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and today I don't have Chris and Justin with me as my guests. I know for some people who listen to the episode, that's kind of sad, but we do have a returning guest with Dakota. Hello! And an old friend of mine by the name of Ryan Noviello, who we were Walmart buddies, that's a couple years ago, that's when I first started that, that was back in 2009, and you were working electronics, the... Pretty much the entire tenure there, right? Yes, uh, good riddance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about our job experiences here because I don't want anybody to That's neither geeky nor geek culture. No, Well, it's depending on what you... Well, it's culture. I don't know if you call it geek culture, but we don't want anybody to kill themselves over what we did there. True. So, but today we're actually talking about a movie that is still relevant today with a sequel just coming out called Jurassic World. But no, we're not talking about that new movie. We're talking about Jurassic Park 3. Now, in order to talk about this movie, we would have to talk about the other movies in general. When did you guys first become aware of the Jurassic Park series? Oh, um, my, just my parents bought Jurassic Park on VHS for us, and I remember watching that a thousand times over and not really taking it, it in when I was a little young. and just like, oh my god, there's dinosaurs! And that's about it, but, uh... After that, I uh, saw bits and pieces of Jurassic, uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, and then when Jurassic Park 3 came out, me and my one of my friends, uh, Greg, him and I went to the movie theater to see it. Right. And yeah, from there, you know. It was led to today. Yeah, led to today. Last, last uh, big impact on my life. Clearly. I, I mean, with the quality of this movie, I don't know how you'd say... Well, the first one left a huge oh, okay. impact on my life. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if you had nightmares or something like that, that would probably, probably be the biggest thing that this the third movie's probably done to people. It's like, yeah, it's, Night- yeah, d- disappointing. Nightmares like Alan? Just a little bit. Oh, yeah, with, with Raptors saying your name, talking to you, writing in that. Oh, God. Alan! Oh, God. <laughs> Ryan, when did you first become aware of Jurassic Park? Uh, well, I remember the first movie coming out, and... Uh... I really wanted to see it, but I was too young. Right. And uh, I remember my parents said, oh, can't take you to this movie. Oh. So they left me at my grandmother's house, and I had to stay there while they went out to see the movie. Oh, that's... So, yeah, it was uh, kind of sucked. But, yeah, I got older, and I saw The Lost World in the theaters, and I, I liked it at the time. It was, right. I wasn't as good as Jurassic Park, but um, then I saw Jurassic Park 3 in the theaters, and I actually I absolutely loved that movie as a little kid, but uh, not so much now. Right. I remember... Um... I was too young to see Jurassic Park in the theaters, but um, I saw it on VHS, and that's like one of those movies that I watch constantly, like that, Back to the Future, and like probably the two Terminator movies. Yeah, I think everyone has a copy of Jurassic Park on VHS. It's like yeah. one of the essential VHS movies. It, oh, yeah, definitely. It's like that, or maybe even some people would say Ghostbusters or Predator or Wizard of Oz. Yep. That That's the level of sometimes. But you're looking like you don't have Wizard of Oz on VHS. No, we did. I, we 
I didn't have Ghostbusters on VHS. I had Jurassic Park, uh, Wizard of Oz, and 89 Batman, Batman Mask of the Phantasm on VHS. I, I, ha- I still have my... I actually... I, somehow we end up with two copies of Jurassic Park on VHS. One cover, a little bit better condition than the other. My 89 Batman one disappeared. Oh. And then I, but I had my Batman Returns one, so I was just like, I don't know where the other one went, but... And I remember when Lost World came out, I was actually, I think I was in Florida because my sister at the time was on a uh, so, uh, traveling uh, soccer team. And there was a tournament in Florida and we flew down and that's when the release of it happened. I remember that because the team went to go see it. But, and I begged to go with them and, I, and I, it was a team only kind of thing. It was like the team and the coach and stuff like that. They went to go see Lost World and I didn't. So that left me a little disappointed. So I ended up seeing that on VHS. For Jurassic Park 3, I remember seeing in theaters with my friend Dave, uh, and I remember, like, I, I really, because it was, around that time, I remember seeing, like, that, and Wild Wild West in theaters, that, those oh, always, God. yeah. Bad summer. I, <laughs> yeah, clearly, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I have never seen Wild Wild West start to finish. Really? Yeah, and I don't so, ever really want to. Did you, Though you're probably going to make me one time. Well, yeah, no, it, well, I'll, I'll make you finish The Rocketeer first before I make oh, you watch God, Wild Wild so West. so boring. No, no, what? that's, exactly. No, that's, he, a, that's a good Joe Johnson movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, he did, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Jurassic Park but Captain America First Avenger but I mean he did Captain America too yeah, but yeah the first one oh, first one. yeah the Russo brothers did uh, Winter Soldier okay so I definitely have to go back and finish The Rocketeer but oh my god it's such a slow start it's like a two and a half hour movie too no it's not yeah it's a long movie it's barely it's probably two uh, hours max but we're anyway. not we're not here to debate The Rocketeer but we're here to talk about Jurassic Park 3. Now, Ryan, you're the one who actually watched the most recently. I remember before Jurassic World came out, AMC was playing Jurassic Park 3 on, and I ended up watching that with my girlfriend, but that was with commercials, so I think I was able to decompress with the, some of the material being seen with commercials. But you were the one that, like I said, seen the most recent. Can you give us a brief synopsis on what happens in Jurassic Park 3? Sure, sure. So um, there's two characters, William H. Macy's character, and his wife, Taya Leone. Yeah. Um, their son goes missing on Isla Sorna, which is the island of the Lost World, the second movie. Yeah. Um, and I guess to help find the son, they enlist the help of uh, Alan Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they believe that he was at that island, which he really wasn't. No, they, there was a mistake. Yeah, they made a really stupid mistake. <laughs> uh, so they enlist his help. Um, they end up crashing on the island. Um, shocker shocker yeah <laughs> um, and they end up stealing raptor eggs and they get hunted by a spinosaurus and raptors and uh, they ended up getting saved at the end um, because they gave the eggs back to the raptors yeah and the, the, the raptors were that amicable enough like alright you gave us back what we want we'll leave you alone we killed everybody else <laughs> we dealt with yeah. but what, what, these were raptors with heart and feathers that's right. Well, te- well, at this point, if I do believe in my foggy memory, the scientific community has dev- realized that raptors did have feathers. Yeah. Well, I, well, so they were trying to, like, okay. That makes let's, sense. Let's add some feathers to these things. Even then, though they added very little feathers, just that weird headpiece that the one lead raptor had. Yeah, the, right. He was the leader, so they had to distinguish yeah, him somehow. Exactly. I mean, now he just looks like a... War Chief or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like an Indian Navajo War Chief. <laughs> but with, 
I know I'm not, like, I don't want to harp on Jurassic World or something like that, but all right. It seems like Jurassic World, like, ignore two and three, and so, like, a direct sequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. With that, what you just said, that scientists said that raptors may have had feathers, why didn't the raptors in this they were one? Genetically, genetically altered. They were also blue in color. That's a good point. They were genetically altered. I mean, everything was messed up in there. Just... Yeah, well, they were... I mean, they said that in that little, um, in Jurassic World where they had, uh, B.D. Wong's character... Right. Uh, going off on the, the, the owner of the whole place, pretty much saying, like, yo, you created a monster. No, th- we've been doing this for every single one of these guys, because their genetic code was broken, so we had to fill in the gaps with other creatures. Right. So that kind of explains... These, they, these are never per, pure dinosaurs. They were never yet. purely what they were. Exactly. Right. So yeah, that's right. probably why they, they don't have feathers. Right. All right, well... They even said Tyrannosaurus Rex probably had feathers, too. No yeah. one's complaining about that. No, but, like, but how cool would it have been to see him with feathers, though? That would be... I feel it would be less scary to see... Just a giant, giant peacock <laughs> just chasing <laughs> after you or something <laughs> like that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would lessen the effect for me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So, let's talk about the characters. Let's start with Alan Grant. Now, Alan Grant has said... Like, in the beginning of the movie, he has a seminar between, I guess, two uh, prospective uh, scientists or paleontologists. And he does this whole spiel, and then he goes to a Q&A, and everybody wants to ask him about the events that happened in the first and second movie. Even though he's not avail- he even states, I was not a uh, witness to the stuff that happened in San Diego. Uh, Jeff Gold, uh, uh, he, he was there to uh, witness it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was uh, not there for questions. Questions? I, 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 I would have I, I answered that. I was too busy doing stuff for GE and uh, pay, 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 PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> but, um, Jeff Goldblum. And he even states, like, um, no force on Earth or Evan will get him on that island. Except a Except big the... check yep. of money. Right. I... Well, a check. But no money behind it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he 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 wanted lots of pieces of paper. He got one piece of paper yep. that was worthless. Yeah, yeah. But it. How do you feel like he is represent? Like how do you think he was treated in this movie in comparison to the first movie? Um. I really think they kind of treat. Right, they try to treat him the same way. Right. Uh, he obviously was the leading expert. Uh, he's a big expert on paleontology. Um. That being said, and he was the only one that they could, besides Jeff Goldblum, to know about the like the dinosaurs on the island. So they they treated him with about the same respect as the from the first one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's honestly the best part of Jurassic Park three. I yeah, mean, he, he's basically the only tie to the first and best movie in the series. Yeah, um, it, it just it just seems so silly that he's willing to, despite the fact that he's. Doesn't want to deal with that situation ever again. But I mean, I, I know desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, I, I mean, understand you know, that. You need money. Somebody's offering you money to just fly over an island to, you know, it sounds good. So. No, yeah, it, like well, he was, they, he was also pretty much it was uh, utterly lied to. That's I mean, true. They were to fund all his research for a while, and it was not the task at hand wasn't what they were. No, they were setting out to do what he was planning on doing. No, the parents were ball faced liars. Right, which, couldn't he have, couldn't him or his research department have Google search Kirby and his wife? That's a good point, and say that they were on the up and up. Like, uh, these guys are good, they check out, they check out, or like, I don't know, Grant, these guys are a little fishy. By the power of screenplays, that's how he was able to cut from the check being about to be written to being on the plane. 
I Unless know. they slipped him a Mickey in that drink. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> he, did, he does pass out on the plane, so you he know. Does, he, yeah. he, he, and he has hallucinations of raptors. Exactly. Yeah, he, he gets absolutely just duped in this movie. He gets kidnapped, he gets assaulted, gets lied to. I mean, he just gets... Almost eaten, and then so, he get, yeah, and then he gets almost eaten by a dinosaur, so it's, it's and terrible. And almost drowned. Yes, true. And almost drowned while shouting into a satellite phone. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, not a good experience for uh, Dr. Alan Grant. No, and it makes sense that, let's say if Jurassic World's in the same continuity as this, it makes sense that he wouldn't go back to this new theme park that's open, because <laughs> fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, kind of things. Like, I'm not going to go back there, and it makes right. sense that none of them would go back, but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, Sam Neill does a fantastic job, despite the fact that he's like that he's been written that way just to fall into like, all right, I'll do it for money. He does a fantastic job, regardless. Yeah, he, he makes the best of it. Yeah, yeah there's no problem with the character; it's just the story he's related to. Yes, it's like, all right, how many James Bond movies are the James Bond has had really great moments, yet the movies are oh. a little meh. Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, we probably do several hours on well, the best moments of Roger Moore, even though they're in terrible <laughs> movies. Yeah, cheese fest. Yeah, I mean, well, I would you like, know my opinion. I know you like because he did a list a while ago when he ranked all the movies and like from worst to best. Like about half every... was like the majority of Roger Moore's movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, he was a big. I think the highest ranking one of Roger Moore was Man with Colin Gun. But I think Spy Who Loved Me is better. That was a little Christopher Lee, right? With, with Golden with, Gun. yeah, Golden Gun, and uh, yeah, that was uh, Scaramanger. Yeah. That was the character he played in that. But this is a Jurassic Park. Uh, Commentary. Well, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll let you know where you can read that later. <laughs> okay. Um, let's back. go. What? Back to the task at hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, to his uh, assistant, Billy, who is another paleontologist, and he's, I want to say green or wet behind the ears or anything like that, but he definitely seems not as mature in comparison to Alan Grant. I mean, that he does have a lot of love for what he's doing, but definitely... Like, the first thing we were interested in, he's hitting on a, a paleontologist when they're digging up bones. Yeah. I'm just like... And it's just a very sexual undertone to that scene. I'm like, so... Talking about you? bones. Uh, <laughs> I never got that. Also, he was also... Uh, right, what, remember in the first movie, how when they uh, had that, like, pure shot of what the skeleton of the raptor looked like? Right. right. And then how in this one... Uh, his assistant was actually 3D printing parts of the of the uh, raptor skeleton that they were digging up. Yeah, right. it was kind of like the whole like kind of like evolution of that evolution of technology, paleontology, and everything. With that in mind, let's go to the construction of the vocal chamber of the raptor. Thoughts? So stupid. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that has a part to play in the movie." And it's I'm not like, gonna be cool. I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god, this setup is so subtle. Yeah. I'm, I don't think it's ever going to get paid off. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not dinosaur lizard expert, but we have vocal cords. I, don't uh, they have vocal cords? Instead I of a sh- sound chamber? A yeah, resonating chamber? I, 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 th- th- yeah, that's the term they use, resonating chamber. I mean, I, I mean, if... I guess you could make the argument if we had a human skull and we blew air into it, it'd probably make a sound as it's escaping. Well, because it has holes in it. Yeah, yeah it should be sold as the resonating chamber. Yeah, but they were they were literally speaking. recreating... They're speaking to the raptors with it. They were recreating the exact, like, similar hollowy sound of the raptors' vocals. I know. 
I just feel like I need to have some positive for on this end of the microphone just to champion <laughs> a little bit before it just becomes, we're just, like I said, an example of the internet, just nitpicking and bitching and moaning about something that's happened 15 years ago at this point. Yeah. yeah. But the rest of his, Billy's character, he, he's the one that actually gets him into trouble. Because he still is the raptors. Raptor, right? yeah, he's the reason why they're getting chased by raptors. Yeah, and, um, and he he says in the movie, he's like, you know, I had good, in, I, I did it with the best intentions. So and he has that, and Grant has that rebuttal line saying, "You're no better than the people who built this place," which I thought was a little harsh. That's uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's your assistant who you know didn't made a stupid mistake, but it wasn't. Uh, He's never been to this island yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't expecting, you know, to get chased by raptors. And, and you know what? Think of it this way. Grant signed up to this because of money to fund themselves. And he made this kid go along with him. Yeah. Granted, he, granted he volunteered. Well, it didn't take that much convincing, but he did. He decided to do this with the best intentions, thinking that this will work out. Billy had the exact same intentions just to steal these eggs. He didn't think there were going to be repercussions about it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It wasn't until like almost the midpoint of that movie, or maybe even the beginning of the third act, when that those repercussions start to become evident. Mm-hmm. And he does redeem himself. That's the thing, at least slightly. Yeah, slightly. Okay. That he, the son Eric and his stepfather um, Ben, when they're the, re- the reason they get on the island is because they're parasailing, uh, illegal parasailing near the island. The off a boat, and the people on the boat are eaten mysteriously in a fog, by the fog. Somehow. Seriously, <laughs> eaten by the fog, and the boat ha- didn't deviate at all. Oh, yeah, it's, it keeps the same course. I, I, Bumped uh, a little bit. Yeah. Bumped a little bit. It's shredded up top, but the boat is still going straight. It's probably the demons from the fog, the, the pirates that probably just cut them out. That, like, so that's you're saying happened. there's a tie-in between Jurassic Park 3 and the movie The Fog. I mean, there's an argument there to be made. <laughs> uh, you know what? Give me 20 minutes and I could probably find, come up with a dissertation saying, yes, there is. Oh, God. But, so, and then they cut themselves loose from the the uh, the boat and they parasail onto the island because that's the only thing close to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to be in that situation, but they do it anyway. And the reason why I bring that up is because Billy... St- Sets up earlier that he was hang gliding in I was Australia or something like that. New Zealand, New Zealand. Off the coast of New Zealand. I apologize to New Zealand and Australians. I know <laughs> they really hate it when you get those yeah, two. Don't tell up. Peter Jackson. Really. No, and a friend of mine um, was pretty much dating this girl who was from uh, Australia, and I said like, and I asked her like, how is how bad, how offended are you when people mistaken you for a Kiwi and an Aussie? And she just went on like a five minute tirade about that. So I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> Well, I'm like, oh, oh, it's it's time for me to go. Sorry, but <laughs> so Billy ends up hang decides to take the par- the parasail, even though it's a little ripped. Uses it later when they're folds it up perfectly. Yeah, like a right small deviation. What happened to the stepfather? Yeah, I, he, that, he, he, he dies. On, on impact, or they just let the body they, hang there? Or yeah, they buried? find the skeleton. He's just hanging there. I don't know what happened to him. Whether maybe he, he got caught in the wiring. Wait, but was he the stepfather? Because they're still technically married. The two. Or it pretend, was like, it was the mother's boyfriend. 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 Okay, I thought it was stepfather. My bad. It's all good. I just feel like this is like I was just, it, it's a very that. confusing situation. Yeah, I mean, like I guess most marriages that or. Situations that happen like that, that those are probably are very confusing. So yeah, I guess. So Billy ends up taking the parasail, folding it up perfectly, and uses it later to save the kid when they're in the pterodactyl cage. 
And that's his big character highlight. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a cool scene. I think that's, like I was saying to Dakota before we started recording, that the pterodactyl cage is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it's and, probably the most suspenseful scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's because it has such a great build-up, and we've never seen pterodactyls done like this before. Right? No. Also, the setting, how foggy it was and everything, right, you can't right. really see where they're coming from. And they don't realize they're in their cage at first. Right, no, they just think they're in there's another part of the park. Exactly. Now, was that the first time we saw uh, Pterodactyl? They were in Jurassic uh, Lost World. They were, okay. And apparently, the original third act of Lost World dealt with pterodactyls. Really? That they were, it was helicopters leaving and they were attacked by the pterodactyls as they are trying to get off the island. Mm-hmm. Cool. But and the, they storyboarded and everything. Yeah, but, but Spielberg wanted to have... His King uh, Kong moment. Yeah, exactly. So he had the T-Rex show up in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Which is such a... Why, I, I never understood why it's San Diego. Yeah. I guess it's cheaper it's, to shoot there. I guess, yeah, maybe. Wait, so wait, it's they went from Co- Costa Rica to San Diego? Yeah. So they went through the Panama that. Canal You're right, and then yeah. up. That, so you why couldn't... The logistics of that don't make, make sense. Make any sense no. in like... My, Miami, or even if you can get one. Miami more, would make sense. New yeah, Orleans, but, uh, even. Yeah. So, are we expected to see this T Rex who stayed in long enough to go all, if not the Panama Canal, to go all the way around South America and go up the, the West Coast? We just totally ripped apart the ending to Lost World. It goes to show you. It shows that. Destroying the second and third movies here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the third, like, we're told, like, it makes sense. Like I just stated, that this was this came up mid-production. They wanted to change the third act. It shows, but just that logistics being broken down like that. Well, everyone in the end of uh, Lost World, everyone that on set, like all the cast and crew, mm-hmm. all, especially the crew, all of them made it into the movie during that scene. That's true. And, so I guess uh, the writer, up... then one of the co-writers got eaten by the T-Rex. Yeah, David Kep. Yeah, and Jesus said you. Yeah, David Kep. Um, he was he's known for writing the big blockbusters, like, like probably. I let me think. Like, Carlito's Way, Jurassic Park, along with Michael Crichton, did Panic Room. He did the first Spider-Man. And he's done a bunch of other big blockbusters. So David Kep is, like, one of those people. It's like, like, he would say, like, maybe, like, Aaron Sorkin is for, like, talkie movies or something like that. David Kep is for big blockbusters. So I do find that kind of funny. And they had, like I said, they have their King Kong or Godzilla movies. We do see... Asian men run away and screaming in their native language towards the T Rex, <laughs> and I don't I don't know if that's racist or not, uh, but it is pretty funny. Yeah, it could be him paying homage to uh, Godzilla, old Godzilla. Godzilla, movies. yeah, probably maybe. Yeah, uh, I, it was, well, San Diego. It's closer to Japan that way. It's true, and I, and I think that's more of a Godzilla movie than the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Oh, God. That's a lot of fish. Yeah, and I and I like that more than the 2014 Godzilla. I have I have problems I with the twenty fourteen. I still really? haven't seen that Godzilla. Oh, <sighs> yeah, I don't think it was anything special, but uh, I think it was. That's pretty rough to say that you prefer the Matthew Broderick Godzilla over because anything. Godzilla was in it more. That's true. True, but never mind. Yeah, I. It, that's a, a different show. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we started. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just be sitting here arguing. People are like this is a Jurassic Park. Com- uh, this is Jurassic. I came for Jurassic Park three. They went through. Uh, Lost World, Jurassic World, Godzilla, then they started to talk about Terminator, and I haven't heard a single thing about Jurassic Park 3. And James Bond. And James Bond. Maybe we'll get, well, maybe we'll round it in, like, the sound of music, we'll throw it in and just uh, random, <laughs> randomize it. <laughs> get all the genres alive with, with this... the sound of T-Rex stomping. <laughs> ah. <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's go to The Parents, played by William H. Macy and Taylor Leone. Oh, boy. 
Well, the mom, if I do say so myself, could have been acted out by a cardboard box. Yeah, that was... Her screaming made me <laughs> turn the volume all she the way down. no emotion in her face for most of it. It just glazed over the entire time. Was it? Was that movie she was in with Jim Carrey? The uh, fun with Dick and Jane? Yeah, yeah. I, I only saw a little bit of that. Was that good? Um, not really. It was okay. Okay. Nothing special. It was actually was, a remake. Yeah, I remember that. Is it bad because of her part? Um... No, I think that's her acting abilities are more geared to a movie like that. Right. Um, Fun with Dick and Jane got 6.1 stars out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, so it's okay. It is higher than Jurassic Park 3 because it was a 5.9. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's slightly better. But yeah, no, she's, uh, she's horrible in this movie, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but she's just. No, I mean, boring. they said, like, behind the scenes stuff, they said she was great on set. Well, that's like she good. started I mean, cracking like, jokes and oh, I'm sure she's, she's she probably had to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, like you probably have to say, think of it this way: if Kate Capshaw on Temple of Doom set, if she was not a good person to deal with, oh no, then nobody no. like then there'd be like like more bugs on her, more bugs or something like that. Probably the same thing would happen to Taylor Leone. No, she she could hold her breath longer in there. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> then it was just like like we we're saying, good intentions and like she out. I don't think she. Nobody goes in to make a bad movie. No, no. absolutely not. Unless you're Uwe Ball, and you intentionally want to do that to right. the tax write-offs, like yeah. Alone in the Dark, or The Far Cry, or yeah, Blood yeah. movies. Other than that, nobody goes in to make a bad movie. It's just her performance... Nothing it was even... poor direction, probably. Yeah, I mean, and her character was, you know... She didn't really say anything of, of importance in the movie. No, it was <laughs> like, 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 she would scream... Maybe talk to her son for a little bit, and then it was exposition about their marriage, and that was it. Right, right. We never find out who she really is, what kind of person she is. Yeah. What? I'm just trying to think back to the movie. She kind of had, like, they kind of did uh, Megan Fox on her, like in Megan Fox and Transformers and all the other girls in Transformers, where she didn't get as dirty as everyone else, no matter, but they went through the same exact thing. Such as? Her clothes were ten times cleaner. They're not covered in mud. She's not, like, that filthy. She has, like, this nice, pretty glaze, a slight cut on her face and everything like that. Meanwhile, everyone else is just like, you went through, like, hell, dude. You got a point there. I mean... I It's just... Uh, it, I'm sorry. It's just a continuity thing where it's just like, come on. It's kind of... Now I'm just kind of imagining what, like, it was like, if it was done for real. She just ends up looking like... Arnold looks like me in the T2. That's how she ends Jurassic Park 3, just falling apart. Like, oh, I need a vacation. <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, you look at um, Jurassic Park World. The the lead girl in there, she looked just as crappy as um, um, Chris Pratt. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she looked just like she went through exactly what he went through. I don't know why they there was that whole... I don't know. No, no, there was there the issues about her femininity Absolutely. in Jurassic World, which I don't... Wait, really? That's an issue? Yeah. They made her tough, a, a strong female character that was, one, a business savvy, and then two, when she really needed to get the job done in the wilderness, she did it in high heels? Yeah. You're really going to question her femininity. What has this world come to? This is also the same people that probably chased Joss Whedon on Twitter, too. After the Avengers 2. Uh, mm. But, moving on to William H. Macy as the father of the kid, Eric. I, I, I don't even know... His name, I don't remember. Uh, it uh, is IBMDB. Uh, Paul Kirby. Paul. Paul, oh, yes. Kirby yes. Enterprises. Kirby Enterprises. It's actually a bath company, right? Yeah, I think he does uh, tile, bathroom tiles. Oh, 
From Nobody could have Googled this? <laughs> from, he's, yeah, from, like, I mean, he's from like Oklahoma too or something like that. Oklahoma. I mean, I like William H. Macy as an actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. I mean, Shameless? Oh. Shameless, he's really he's good. Fantastic. And Boogie Nights, he's fantastic in. Um, like, but he could, he's proven that he could do very serious roles and then very, very funny, funny roles. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys like it, but um, that one... Ah, uh, crap. I always do this when I remember the name of the title. Um, the one biker movie with Tim Allen and oh, John Wild Travolta. Hawks? Yeah, yes. Wild Hawks. I oh. thought that was I thought that was a funny, cute movie. Yeah, it's a family movie. He was funny in that. I know, as long as John Travolta didn't molest any men on set. Okay, but John Travolta was creepy as hell. Yeah, it's so weird. What? Who? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was watching Carrie last night. It's from 1976, and there's a very young John Travolta in it. And that's around the time when he became a Scientologist, too. And I'm just like, all right, it kind of makes sense. Like, he became a Scientologist, and he had immediate success with Saturday Night Fever. It makes sense. Started that he mispronouncing famous people's names. A, de- a, de- a demon Menzel. Something, something, <laughs> I remember watching Manzelli. that. Manzelli. Manzelli, yeah. And then the next year, had that creepy smile, that moment they had. He was face. also, like, loaded up with Botox, Yeah, too. his face does not look right. <laughs> his rug is not sitting on his head really well with that. <laughs> I mean, his face is, like, going to overtake the rest of his head. But we digress. Yeah. So what, like I said, we, 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 we said, the two previous podcasts, Chris and Justin and I would like, we would start with something and we'd run with a tangent and make fun of something and then immediately come back. So that's, I think that's what I was programmed to do from now on. Right. I mean, our first two reviews together, we kind of went on small tangents, but we kind of did bring it back. Yeah, no, I know. Mean, I mean, how do we link John Travolta back to Jurassic Park? Three. There's really no linking. We, exactly. <laughs> we just gotta move on. <laughs> I'm trying to do the six degrees of Kevin Bacon in my head right now. Wait, uh, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Kevin Bacon will lead you back to anything. My <laughs> wife keeps telling me if I keep watching Kevin Bacon, I'll turn into Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when those commercials premiered, and my mom and I would, we would quote that to each other, and I remember I was going, I was at Suffolk, and I looked down, because we were doing TV production and I looked down my keyboard and it says Logitech and I, and I said that to him like <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed Aspen Travers but William H. Macy he's an actor yeah exactly. <laughs> and that's the only like, and he's no, in this movie yes, yes he is no but uh, my point was he's a he's a good actor he does really funny roles really serious roles and he was just probably doing this for a paycheck yeah I mean he didn't really put too much effort into this no but look one the effort he does put in is enough. It's not. Yes, it's enough. But like, and I, and I think my, one of my favorite moments is when the Spinosaurus is attacking the boat, and he climbs the the arm of the crane to get his attention, right, and he realizes yeah. like, oh wait, this is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does some uh, some heroic stuff in the movie, uh, and, and you know, the problem is they kind of set him up, him and his wife, to be the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. But towards the end, I mean, if you're Alan Grant, wouldn't you be incredibly pissed off at these people? Oh, that's why he decks them. He next in the beginning, but then, you know, they get saved. I'm like, I'm suing you, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that smile he has at the end, that he just seen paychecks in his eyes. Right, that, that's kind of like a main problem with this movie. There's really no... Consequences? Then there's no villain, you know? I mean... I the, the villain was the Spinosaurus. You get the Spinosaurus, but he kind of only shows up every, you know... When the plot hits. Yeah, exactly. He shows up, he I, chases him. Uh, but then, it's kind of like... I mean, they've been... Like, dinosaurs were always... Like, the big overarching thing or the themes of these movies are that man is the, the bigger enemy because they've 
manufacture the situation like this. Right, right. And it's man's folly that it lets them get into these situations that, like, when uh, Nedry's, the, like, is not paid enough, mm-hmm. and that's why he decides to um, mess with the island and cutting off all the power and security, then second movie, man wants to control the island and wants to bring the dinosaurs back. This one? They lied. Exactly, yeah. They, and then they felt bad about it, and then... Oh, okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, uh, just real quick, just going back to our argument about the whole Costa Rica thing. Yeah. Island off of Costa Rica, they never specified whether it was in it's like the 150 North. miles. It was. In, it never specified if it was it if it was in on the Pacific side or the Atlantic side. All right, I guess like you could make that argument. Yeah, because there's Costa Rica mm-hmm. down there next to Nicaragua and Panama south of it, so they could literally be on close to Cuba. Or just close to the Baja Peninsula. Good point. So that, never, so never mind on that argument before because they never specified what side of Costa Rica they were on. I mean, it's, yeah, it's never been. It's kind of like they never had like. There's never been a, like a one map for Gotham City or something like that. No, like, that's the true geography true. always changes. Right. But um, I remember used to do. Sorry, folks. We are looking something up right now, and oh, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Looks like it's on the Pacific side. It's on the Pacific side. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. We, tra- we retract our argument from before. If you're still okay, listening. so San Diego makes sense, not I. San Diegans. San Diego. San Diego. Yes, these, these San Diegans. They want bronze blood. <laughs> <laughs> we were quoting that before you came over, and we just realized. You got poop in your mouth. Put <laughs> the poop out of your mouth. <laughs> if I if I give you money on my wallet, will that make you feel better? <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to three mercenaries. No, 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 no before, before 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 we go that, before, let's go let's go to the kid Eric. That he's survives on the island for eight weeks before he's rescued. Right, right. I think he's probably the second most interesting character in the movie. Yeah, he's a little kid, and he's he's resourceful. He's smart. He's reading you know dinosaur books, and uh, I, f- I found him to be the you know the second most interesting character behind uh, Alan Grant. True. Well, you, well, yeah, I agree with that. He's the second most interesting character. It's just that the build up, like yes, he survived for eight weeks and everything like that, but he's still kind of like kind of bland still. What were you expecting, like, Arnold out of Predator? No, like, I just he... was thinking more of a... If they, he survived on the island for eight weeks. He knows the island probably better than anyone, yet he's still very dependent on Grant getting them the hell out of there. It's true. I mean, granted, his his, mo- his main motivation was to survive that point. I mean, I guess... Well, like, he, he still he... has to survive to get off the island, because now they're all in a survival situation. True, but then, like, hmm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're paying all that money for Sam Neill to come back. You do want him to be upstaged by this kid. Right. Obviously not, but right. you could still make him a little bit more advisory. Like, oh, when I was here for the last two months, that direction has the pterodactyls in that way. And then the other direction, like, he probably would know the island just a little bit better than what maybe they... He well, was he was through. living in the back of that uh, that truck. That, that was, like, sunk in... He saves... Box. He actually saves... Grant. From the Raptors yeah, the first he time throws, around. Uh, I guess, smoke grenades at him. Right. And brings Grant back to that, uh, that I guess, truck or overturned truck that they were in. Right. So. 
And I mean, I guess he didn't leave that truck very often. So. I mean, I like, mean, like if you were that young, would you leave? No, I mean, if I had a safe place, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if you have food, water, I'm staying you're, right you're, there. What, Unless, I would be bored. I mean, your boredom set, sets in no matter even if you're in a survival situation, and also just the need to like I'm in the middle of a jungle. What's around? Right. I mean, like it's clearly guys would be like if I'm point. here for longer. Do I still have? I don't have a like a, a food source that can last me this long. So I need a. No, you're right. You're right. But uh, I mean, there, there's one thing they could have done, but they didn't. What if he was severely changed by the island? Think of it like if he was like. Now, I want to say, like, take it out in a truly dark road, but there was a way that he, there was a movie that Spielberg did called Empire of the Sun, with a young Christian Bale, where he's, him, he's a Brit, part of British royalty, or just British aristocracy in Shanghai, when Japanese raid the city. He's separated from his parents, and he spends a couple years until the end of the war in internment camps. And at the very end of the movie, he's a changed kid from when it comes to the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's something that they could have addressed. Right. That, or, or that could have gone to an Make arc. him or, a little bit more shell-shocked than... And, and for some reason, I'm thinking of... Yeah, like, he seemed to be a little too okay in the fact that he just lost, you know, his mom's boyfriend. Yeah. And he's All been on the island he was for, with. you know, eight yeah. weeks, but... Eh, it's no problem. It was a vacation. Well, let's not forget, this movie was, what, 90 minutes long? So. True. True. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's the mean, shortest like, movie in... Of the whole series, yeah. but I'm thinking of, like, Full Metal Jacket. Private Joker's different by the end of that movie, yeah, by the time it starts, but I mean, like, you don't have to go that dark, but it's something just to address that, like, alright, that he's a changed kid, and because of that change, he could have saved them in the end in some way. You could have constructed a different way of doing it. Yeah, no, told Definitely, I agree. But it's just, like, one of those things that, like, opportunities, like, were there, but were not utilized, but then again... Well, I mean, look, look at the first movie. The kids, look how they changed they, you know, the one kid was extremely excited about dinosaurs and, and you know, read all the books, and then by the end of the movie, he's deathly afraid. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and a little more is... apprehensive, and the girl, um, she's a little bit more... Introverted because of her fondness. What? Of her age, too. I mean, she's a yeah. older, you know, she's a... I mean, that's a teenager, teenager thing, like, oh, I don't want to deal with anybody, yeah, exactly. and shuts herself into her room. But because of that, she saves him in the end. Exactly. Yeah. And, but that's also... That, that, that big sister kind of grows inside of her she's like oh I gotta be protective of my brother in the right. books it actually was a role reversal it was the, the younger sister and, and the older, older brother. brother really yeah oh yeah I never read the books so. I, I, never, I, I read either, a little but... bit of the first one and because of that I mentioned to him before he got here is that Ellie in the books was engaged to another man okay when Malcolm questions that she's single and he explains to who he is and stuff like that and the first movie it implies that they're together, Grant and Ellie. But in this movie, it shows that she's married and has a kid with another person. So it makes us wonder, like, all right, is this the continuity of the book we're going with now? Or right, right. did it, the relationship just not work between her and Grant? I mean, it implies it, but there was no, like, actual body language in the first movie that shows that they are actually... He does, he does grab her bottom once when we first see them. With, like, like, he, like goes to, he goes to cup and then he, he turns his hand away. That's like... Right when they're about to do the test with the X-ray in the desert. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that's like makes them together they, no. because they were never really like uh, helicopter ride. They weren't like that's true. They weren't nestled really... together or holding hands or anything like that. Have you ever grabbed any of your female coworkers' asses? Might be only one of the two. Two of you guys hasn't. <laughs> well, 
I'm sorry, I wasn't willing to get slapped with a sexual harassment lawsuit. Well, neither am I. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not like, saying a thing. Well, he, he's, the one, he's the one that's an aisle over here. But, but no, I mean, they, I, when I was a younger, I thought he liked her, but they weren't to, uh, weren't together. Right. Because just simply with the body language, and also when they were in the cars, she sat in the front seat, and then uh, and Grant and Malcolm sat in the back seat. That's not couple-ish, because then Malcolm would sit in the front seat, and then both of them would sit in the back seat. True. Right. And But do you think he's just being defensive when he asks her in the first he was told He was totally... Be- Grant was totally being defensive at Ellie, because you just heard her in the, like, the... The... the re- she's the, Like, are you two, uh... Uh-huh. Yeah! Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> just shut up and back off type of answer. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, chaos. Ah, three. Ah, 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 ah. Wise. Uh. <laughs> chaos theory. I'm chaos always theory. looking out for an ex Mrs. Malcolm. <laughs> uh, like, would you want to set? Would you want to set your friend, like you're the girl that you have a crush on, with a guy like him? No, that would be kind of twisted, though. Does he have that fun? Does he have that Yeah, yeah. Out? Here's her number. Give her a call after this is all over. See, like, see you on the first date. You're in the uh, you're uh, the butchers, I, seeing how it's going down. You see, I uh, I, I ordered uh, you a plate of dinner already, and huh. I uh, uh, chaos theory it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the funny thing. I know it was a sidebar, and we're going on Jeff Goldblum. It's always time for he, Jeff Goldblum. Well, of course there is. <laughs> uh, what was it, two years ago? When we saw Dirty Harry and Death Wish back-to-back? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Cin- the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington that play art house films throughout the week, and during the summer, they'll have a program of themed movies, like, the first time we went there, Dakota, his brother, and I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park back-to-back. Which was nice. amazing. I on, mean, you got, on film, and it was beautiful I mean, presentation. You started at 10 30, 10.30 at night, you got out of there at 3.30. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the one down. Yeah. And there was one week when it was just you and I went, and it was Dirty Harry and Death Wish back-to-back. Jeff Goldblum is one of the, the gang members that assaults Charles Bronson's family. He really has he, fought like all of five minutes of screen time, and you remember every single moment, every single word, <laughs> every single moment. And because he, he's so active and so out there doing right. it too, and it's just like, oh my god, you go from here to those GE commercials that we were joking about before, and it makes you wonder what changed, what happened, or this movie changed him. That's for sure. No, no, Dr- no Dr- Jurassic Park changed him. Yeah, it made him a household name. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure without this success, he wouldn't have gotten Independence Day. No, absolutely not. And he pretty much was the same character. He's a pretty much this, after yeah. Jurassic Park. He was the same character for life. That's true. I mean, if you look at like stuff in between Death Wish and Jurassic Park, he had like the fly. He's more. He's a sinister person in that, and he doesn't have the Jeff Goldblumisms as much. Yeah. And but also to see, there's one moment in the fly where he. Breaks the man's arm in arm wrestling contest. Like, are you a bodybuilder? Yes, I build bodies. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Jurassic Park three. The the mercenaries. So should we technically consider them the antagonists? Because they do. They died like in the first yeah, like ten minutes. They were like they they might as well have been wearing red shirts. Yeah. Yeah. They were the red shirt crew members of of the start of uh, USS Enterprise. Yeah. I mean, the only one thing, the one person I remember out of that crew, I forget his name, but he was in the Green Mile. Right. He was the one who had the mouse. Yes. Yes. And I wonder which which demise was worse because you get in the Jurassic Park three, he gets the raptor claw broken off in his back, and then eventually breaks his breaks neck. Breaks his neck. Yeah. Versus being in an electric chair without with a dry sponge. 
Oof. It was pretty rough. Probably the sponge is worse. Yeah, probably the sponge is worse because it's probably going to last takes a little, while. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's just, it's just one of those things that's like, all right, we have smaller casts are better because you give them, think of the first alien. Cast of, what, six or seven? Six, yeah, six, seven people. And you know who they are within the first ten minutes. First fifteen minutes, you know who's, who likes who, who doesn't, who yeah, has you know the, the relationship of it all. Mm-hmm. But even in Jurassic Park, like, it's a smaller cast. Grand, there are people in the background, but the main cast, you know who they are before right, yeah. the things hit the fan. And this is just like it, it wasn't much bigger of a cast in this one than the other. Granted, it's a half an hour shorter, like we stated, yeah. but but still, it was enough time to prob- possibly develop them further. I mean, you didn't need to develop Grant much because we already knew him. Right, but everyone right. else, you're just kind of like, why do I care? But there was chances with Grant and an opportunity, like I said, that he could have been a really changed person going back here. Oh yeah, but. It's just one of those. I don't want to say like a hit reset bu- reset button, but it's like there's no real development of him throughout the movie. And but like with these mercenaries, it's kind of like the only the biggest thing they get they they get him to the island. They're the first fodder to establish the Spinosaurus as, as a real threat. Right. And then one of them has a satellite phone eaten by the Spinosaurus. That was the dumbest moment of the. Still going off while it's being digested. Lost in the stomach. And, and it's really loud. It, too. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Granted. Okay. I can buy that. But you're standing at the fence, you one group of people on one side, looking at <laughs> I can see the tree line from where they're standing, see don't it. see the giant Spinosaurus just like, hey guys, what you doing? I, I'm just kind of imaging like Flintstones, you know when, when Fred Flintstone was on his tippy toes and like, maybe that's how the Spinosaurus got out of the woods and just like planned himself there. That scene to me reminds me of the one scene when we did the Batman review of the, of the, the, Farmer's bugs. Oh yes, there's a bug in your soup. No, there. And this, this Twelve foot praying mantis staying on the other side of this dinner of the table. And in this open restaurant, and like somehow nobody saw it approach this restaurant or anything <laughs> like that. No cars beeped or anything. It's the exact same scene, but with a dinosaur. With a dinosaur. Yeah, but I mean, like, granted, it, it's it's cool. It that's a trailer moment. That, that, oh, yeah. that's the whole trailer yeah, moment right. just make, and like, cause they had that big push in when they would turn around they realized what just happened but I mean okay are you saying we'll buy that scientists were able to build dinosaurs out of mosquito blood from 65 million years ago and frog blood right yep. cause yep. It, it seemed plausible they made it in the first movie they had all this science backing it and even mm-hmm. though having dinosaurs exist in 1993 seems stupid when you think about it right they had the science behind it that made it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe this could work. True. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things. It's like, all right, I guess when we put in that, co- like when him and I uh, walked out of Jurassic World, I questioned, so the oil and gas inside those Jeeps from 20 years ago. That was the work. only, but that was the only thing that suspension of disbelief couldn't cover because yeah. everyone knows how get cars work. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it's just like, it's the only thing that, uh, cars don't work on like 20 plus years of like still gasoline and oil but like that then uh, like i said put in context they will willing to buy that there's this chameleon dinosaur running around eating people right yeah so it's like but that but the whole i mean i'm not a film student by any sense but you told me suspension of disbelief yeah disbelief and that and that fills it like you you're watching the movie and you can definitely see like the story is so compelling and everything just works together that you will go with whatever Right. But with the Spinosaurus... Okay, you can, yes, the satellite phone, you can hear in the stomach, the stomach of it. 
okay, I'll buy it. But sneaking up on you guys, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like they're, they're pushing the boundaries of, all right, I've suspended my disbelief too just, far. Just, just a little <laughs> too much. I mean, you much. can also, but I can totally see the argument made at uh, at this point about, well, in Jurassic Park, the t- you don't hear the T-Rex come in to save the group of guys from the t- uh, from Yeah, that, the was, that was during a scene of heightened tension. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah, chaos. That, yeah. There's chaos going around. Lots of stuff going around. You're just focusing on the raptors. You don't... Of course you're not going to hear the... Dun, 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 or how the hell the T-Rex got gets into the building. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also it's like one of those things that like when happened, you buy it. Yeah. It's like, but it's also it's just one of those things like... That... If they were like running, like say if the characters were still running, looking for an, a way in, yeah, and then the spinosaurus came running out, I think we would have bought it more. Yeah, it just shoots right out of the tree line at them. Totally would have, no, just a still moment, like yeah, you're alive, you're alive, you're alive. It's like, yeah, where, where's the cell phone coming? I don't know. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like even if they realize it and they turn around and it comes jetting out of the woods. Yeah. We could buy that, but then there are people arguing like. All right, I'm gonna wait here until my presence is known, like for a part that we were making fun of before when Taylor Leone's going through the lab and it sees the last yes. the head in the tube. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna wait until the jump scare is perfect, then I'll make my move. Yeah. I knew these people were gonna come in here, so I'm just gonna surprise the living hell yeah, out of them yeah. just by like, you know, she's gonna pull like the whole like I'm gonna look through tubes as they're progressively growing, and you're gonna see a velociraptor head. Stay still for the picture, and then. <gasps> Okay, tired of staying still. I'm gonna blink my and eye. attacks, <laughs> and then it was kind of like, uh, "Did you hear about what Arnold was doing at the Mademoiselle?" Right, I saw that. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's like that one of those hilarious. things. It's just like, all right, like you see, that makes sense. But all right, since we're talking about the dinosaurs so much, as we should in the Jurassic Park movie, uh, what do you think the Spinosaurus portrayal in this movie? I like the fact that they tried to put something different in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I. You know, you've had a T-Rex in the first one, I think two T-Rexes in the second Three, one. Three, technically, if you consider the baby. That's right, that's right. So, I I, uh, I appreciated what they did by adding a new one, but uh, I'll be honest, the, the animatronic looked pretty fake. Yeah, I, it, it seemed it, very, very universal ride. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I was pointing out to Tim, just watching those, like, just a refresher and everything like that, the animatronic Spinosaurus coloring was completely different from the CGI coloring. The animatronic one had more blues and purples right, into, right. in its snout, and then, it gets and then more... it's green and brown and red in the in the CGI version. Right, they, they couldn't. You really couldn't match the colors there, unless well, they could be. There's two ways they could have done it. One, like it depends on if when they would shoot film and they and they shoot digital. Do you know, like how have a really flat profile on my camera so when I'm color correcting it I can put more colors in there. You've seen them when we did the Temple Run video. Yes. Same thing happens with film. That's a very flat kind of recording device and then when they're done editing they can tweak the colors as they wish. Mm-hmm. Now this is at the time when Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out? 2001 or 2002? I think 2001. <sighs> that was the first big movie to have a digital intermediate which pretty much they scanned in all the footage when it was done and they could do the colors digitally rather than how they used to do is where they would just run the film in the projector and they would like all right more cyan more more project and it would, it would have to go through the entire reel 
and keep up with it, and it would just stop and right, go throughout right. all the scenes. A brother where a thou came out in 2000. 2000. I was wrong. So, so it could have been just that old process of the the color grading was not as consistent between scene and scene, or it could have just been when they were doing the digital intermediate that it wasn't done as done as well. Right. We may never know, but there's a scene where the Spinosaurus comes to contact with a T-Rex, which once the first trailers happen. That's like every kid's dream. Like, oh, they oh, have to face each other. fight, yeah. Here we go. And, like, right, hey, it's happening, it's happening. It's over. And that snap of my fingers is that the sound of our hearts and the neck of the T-Rex yeah. broken in that one moment. <laughs> there was a lot of neck breaking in this movie. Yeah, no, thinking about it. There's, at least, there's, there's two confirmed kills and then it's like an impossible third if the boyfriend got tangled up in the, uh, the, the lines. Yeah. So, odd. I just feel like I'm in a Steven Seagal movie all of a sudden where he's just cracking. Like, that's the only movie he can do nowadays. Perry, Perry, Perry. Snap. Um, Listen, T-Rex. I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my ponytail are going to take you out because I'm a real sheriff now. <laughs> oh, and there's a reason why I respect Jean-Claude Van Damme so much more. Um, so, Spinosaurus and a T-Rex fight. Looking at the CGI then versus the CGI in Jurassic World when it's like if you're listening to this, there's been spoilers throughout this, so we we're not gonna be spoiling. We're also looking into a review. You should know by now. Yeah, but yeah. we're also referencing a movie that just came out. Uh, good point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> it sucks for you. So the D Rex has, or Irex, whatever the... the yeah, in, in Dominus Rex. So I would say Irex. Uh, Irex has a scene with pot, with the T-Rex, which is supposed to be the first T-Rex, the one from the original Jurassic Park. Is it? Yeah. They confirmed that it's the original uh, really? T-Rex. Oh, she kicks so much ass, though. So, yeah. yeah. And so, and they have a full-out brawl. I think the CGI in Jurassic Park 3 looked a little bit better. Huh. Maybe because it was a quicker fight? I think it's because of the, how short the fight was. This uh, one in Jurassic World did was a couple minutes long. Yeah. Um, I was watching uh, this great review, uh, uh, documentary, not review, documentary of it, uh, Return to Jurassic Park. Is, is that two hours, two and a half? That's two hours long. You can find it on YouTube, and it covers all th- of the first three movies. You're right. Mainly focusing on the first and second one, but they do get into, like, have a good... It was This probably was recorded right when Jurassic Park 3 was being recorded. No, I think this may have been recorded for the Blu-ray when they did the trilogy in the DVD uh, box that came out a couple years ago. Right. But they actually, in that fight between the Spinosaur and the T-Rex, they actually said that the Spinosaur, they actually used the animatronic in the fight and digitally put in the T-Rex. The T-Rex was never a dummy really in there. Huh. I think there was one scene when the, when the yeah. T-Rex first pops up. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was animatronic. Yeah. And then the one, like, when Grant gets pinned between those two logs and has the, I think, the greatest face in that entire movie when the T-Rex steps on him, but the two logs break the pretty much all the force and yeah. he's just screaming. Yeah. I don't know why, I just find that hilarious. <laughs> but, um, but, no, but I think your, your argument is, it's probably because it's shorter. Right. But, as else, it, it could what? be high definition, I mean... The clearer the picture gets, the more you can tell, like, oh, that's fake. That's true. But, like, also, there's, like, one thing that, like, because we saw that at Stony Brook uh, AMC Theaters here on Long Island, but I saw um, Insidious 3 at Island 16. 
Mm-hmm. I think Island 16's projectors are a little bit sharper. And better bet. color, better it, colors. Well, it's Lowe's a is uh, cinema, going downhill. It's, it's, a a cinema, it's a cinema deluxe versus uh, AMC theater. That's true. That is the big difference there. Yeah. And for some reason, I signed up for AMC's rewards. I don't know why I didn't sign up for yeah, that. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Island, 16, Island 16, you have to pay out the nose to Fort ticket there. That's true. But then again, we... Vicky and I went on Tuesday, so but like then again we had all the teenage punters there, so they were like talking throughout the entire movie. But yeah. they got their just deserves with being scared when they weren't paying attention. But moving on, um, so Spinosaurus shows up several times. It's the reason why they get stuck there because it's inadvertently the reason why the plane crashes, destroys the remainder of the plane, has the cell phone, digests it, craps out the remains of the. <laughs> Of, of of the pilot. That, that, I'm sorry. That is one tough satellite phone. To yeah. go through the entire digestion process of a giant dinosaur. I bet those product placements like, money for that movie it, so they can I, have that. It might have been a Motorola, I think. I think it was. <laughs> it might, those things are practically bulletproof. <laughs> and could pass through a big pile of shit. Exactly. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't a sharp, a sharp phone, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the, the, no, no, um, the Motorola Edge. Yes. Razor. Sorry, Razor. Uh, yeah, that was a good phone. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was bulletproof. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing all those commercials when, like, people, like, cutting, like, ties and stuff like that with the, the Razor. I'm just like... I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, back in college, what, three years ago? That was my junior year. I saw someone using a Razor phone. And wow. I was going like, I am so jealous of you right now. <laughs> I saw a guy using um, Nextel, like really, the, like the like the kind of like the walkie-talkie, oh like Nextel. Oh my god! He was a construction worker. Oh, okay. So that, that that's was okay. That's that so was in okay. context. So if it was just a guy still working there, I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like Edison. <laughs> like those are the only two people probably still using that phone <laughs> at this point. Um, Graham, come in here. I have to. Say- Come in here. I need to talk to you. <laughs> is this one? No, this is a seven. Ah. Click. <laughs> uh, then while the they're, the characters of digging through the remains of the dino dung. Um, it, yeah, and Just they, cue in uh, Malcolm's line from the first one. That's a big pile of shit. Are we allowed to curse on here now? Because oh, the first, I cursed before. Yeah, I know. Because the first time I did this, the first two reviews, you were strictly no cursing, and then and I have been controlling my mouth so hard. And I, I didn't so tell you much before. Right so do you know what? I said poop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just said it too. Yeah, but also, I let Chris drop the f bomb in one of them, and I didn't bleep it out, and I was supposed to. So, so it's okay to. Dra- Are we giving this to rated R or PG thirteen setting where we can drop yeah, one f bomb? Maybe. Okay. I feel like we should do it according to the movie. If it's PG-13, you can have one or two curses. But what if we watch a really terrible G-rated movie? Oh, God. Well, let's not do that. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, say, uh, cars. <laughs> I don't know how you, how you cannot be explicit while watching, reviewing that movie. I still haven't seen cars. Neither have I. Remember when we were at Walmart, we had all those racks of cars. Oh, yeah. Like, toys that never went anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Well, is it car- well, cars probably has to be better than planes. Well, <laughs> it's the primary mode of transportation for some people, so I think cars are better than planes. The- <laughs> Semantics, I know. I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't know why I come here. I, I think you're a glutton for punishment. This is... 
This is true. I do reviews of really horrible stuff too. We, well, you, we did a forty-five minute review of the Spider-Man animated series, and we and you. That was, wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, though. No, Static Shock was. No, the Super Mario Super Pro show. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that, no, 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 Sailor, no. Sailor, you, you didn't finish Sailor Moon. That is true. I gave up on Sailor Moon. I got three seasons in, and I just like, nope, they changed the voice actors too much at this point. I'm getting up. <laughs> actually, I don't know where he finds the time, because he does written reviews of anime TV shows. So I'll get, like, periodically, like, two in the morning, I'll get a text from him, like, I'm on season two of Sailor Moon. I can't stand it. And I'm like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, but I mean, but I also offset it with some good stuff. Like, I do... Still have to finish up my whole Miyazaki run. Uh, right. Just to rev- watch every Miyazaki movie, I have to write. Still finish writing a lot. Uh, I've done good TV shows. Uh, right now, I'm doing the Batman. The, ba- the Batman. The Batman. No, no, no this is uh, beware, beware of the, the Batman. Beware of the Batman. That was ceremoniously canceled like halfway through its yeah, run. Yeah, I heard about that. Supposed to be like as good as the animated series. That's why I heard. Glenn Murakami, who worked on the Batman Beyond, was like, that. this is his baby. Right. And Cartoon Network... Okay, think of it this way. I'm pretty sure, if I remember the story correctly, that they got rid of Green Lantern, the series. No, they got rid of Young Justice for this. And then they got rid of this for the really young Teen Titans. The the more cartoony Teen Titans. Yes. It's the same characters and pretty much the same voice actors, but they're just more goofier it's not really like the first Teen Titans show which I have to do a review of the first one yeah but yeah I, I have to tell you all of the shows I plan on watching because I just started something horrible and I have now to finish it I'm waiting for your hair to go gray from all the stress I am going to probably go blind and deaf <laughs> and just go you'll be my personal Helen Keller yes <laughs> don't don't make me sit on anything <laughs> oh oh <laughs> 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 kills people now think of it this way. So they're going through the Dino Dong and there's a dinosaur with... Wait, we're talking about Jurassic Park 3? Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're bringing it back in. We're, we're Slow. Down, for the home stretch. We gotta... Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, then they have that one dinosaur with the weird horn. Yeah, I guess... Was that a T-Rex? No, because it has this weird... It has like red face and it has a horn. It looks like the dinosaur from the movie Dinosaur. It's a different... Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a part of... I don't know... I was a big dinosaur fan growing up. It definitely has a different name than T-Rex. It's not a T-Rex. Okay. Right. But it's definitely a carnivore. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 and for some reason, it didn't eat them because he's because it smelled the smelled the okay. stuff, and it's like, all right, that's his territory. I'm not going to touch it. Okay. And then it moves on. Okay, right. I, I, I can buy that. Yeah, I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> for a nickel. Here's a quarter. Go downtown. Have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What would you say your best part, your favorite parts of this movie? When the movie ended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, harsh. No, no, that that even pissed me off. You just were attacked by all these pterodactyls and now you're going to have... the best part. Okay. Let's go. All right, fine. Worst part. Uh, Yeah, I'd say the ending with the whole, you know, Alan Grant using that little device. What what was that? The, The... Resonating chamber, chamber, chamber of the and being able to communicate with the raptors and like here, here's your eggs, go away. And, and then, right, yeah, sure, go ahead. It wasn't even that. I think it was because the the military showing up. Yeah, and then the whole point of you know William H Macy's character getting Alan Grant to go is because nobody else would help him. Right. But in the end, the army shows up anyway. 
I mean, like, I would love to see the trial as they're held in Costa Rica yeah. for all the crimes they've committed and the deaths they've caused. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. That would be, like, that would be awesome to see. Just, what am I, okay, granted the movie has several problems. The biggest head-scratcher I had in the movie, which I guess this would be my worst, least favorite part, it was also, I mean, best part was the ending. The worst part was the ending. They're having a mo that whole, like, Recreating the first ending of Jurassic Park, where they're flying out on a helicopter. Grant looks over at the sun setting, and a pelican's flying. This time, it's three it's three pterodactyls flying away, and they're having the same music. These things were just about to kill you, and now you're looking in at, in awe at them in a military right, chopper. Yeah. Why is it this thing Why are firing rounds <laughs> I at these that things? Too. <laughs> and are we not wondering that? Okay, now there's three. Pterodactyls flying around the rest of the world. Right. What's going to happen now? I would just love to see it. Like people in Florida think, like, oh, the base thing that they worry about is crocodiles or alligators, and all of a sudden, the dog gets snatched up by a pterodactyl. <laughs> no, but like, it, spoilers again. In Jurassic World, remember when they bring the troopers in? Yeah. The helicopter. That one guy looks over that little. I don't even know what that was. I for, It's a flying dinosaur. It's not right. a pterodactyl, but right. And he just looks over, takes his rifle, and shoots the head off of it. I think, I, I that, think was, that would have been appropriate for that scene. You just start seeing these killers. They yeah. were trying to kill you. I mean, I, I guess wonder if that, that was Little Dig at Jurassic Park 3, that one scene. Th there was also apparently... It could have been. There Apparently, I don't know if it's in the first scene in Jurassic World, when we see T-Rex, like he's chewing on Spinosaurus bones. So that could also have been, like, either before he eats the goat, or when Bryce Dallas Howard opens up the paddock to let him out, or let her out. Apparently... I didn't you see catch that? that. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. There's a lot to hate about. Yeah, this movie. I, I, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, what was it? Oh, it's um, like X-Men Days of Future's Past trying to erase what happened with three. Origins Wolverine and yeah. 3. Which makes sense. Yeah. I would do that, too. Or then in the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, when they have, like, it's the kids all speculating what Batman's like, and they have the one kid's like... Oh, it wears tight leather, and his car drives up the wall, and then the kids walk by, like, yeah, sure, Joel, and they walk away, and he's, he's got, like, a fe his feather boa around him, just like, wow, that's, that's low, yeah, because Schumacher's done good movies outside the Batman movies, yeah, right? but he, right. and it wasn't his fault either, no, but, Batman Forever is better than Batman Returns, I agree, actually, yeah, <laughs> I haven't really seen it, it has a better soundtrack, it has two great hits, Duh. <laughs> that's another. That's another. Though, I had a though, though rebuttal. Bat nipples. Yeah. And bat um, asses. It was edgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Further. No, 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 further no, no, rebuttal. No, 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 no. Then we have Danny DeVito bite off a kid's a guy's nose and say he's gonna stop Michelle Pfeiffer. There's the. There's the, the pussy, pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> see, that works in that context to see, but that's like, we can't, we wouldn't be really morally in trouble with saying that. But, alright. So you say, the ending, I guess it's collectively the worst part of the movie. Right. It's a day of thanks mocking of them just being saved. It was just, it was the, out of everything, it was the most head-scratching moment. Like, you're look, really looking in awe on these creatures that you were, just had just this running entire away scene, probably the best scene in the movie from. Yeah. The most suspense in a movie from the pterodactyls. Yeah, okay, the... Like, personally, that's my favorite part of the movie is the, the cage scene. Yeah. And it's because like, it has so much, such great tension. We've never seen pterodactyls used before and it's used effectively. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I understand you want to go flick as every... 
because every Jurassic Park movie up to that point had a small team moment ending with birds flying towards during in the frame. Jurassic World, you see the pelicans fly away. I mean, Jurassic Park, you see the pelicans fly away. Lost World, all the dinosaurs are coexisting. Pterodactyl comes from the back of the frame, lands on a tree branch, screeches, and then it fades out. Like, all right, you want to have a cute moment with a bird, but you use them as a villain in this, and... and then you tend to show them as these majestic beasts. Yeah. It, it, it should have just had Tom Cruise and Top Gun just fly by. <laughs> it should have had Grant go onto the minigun of the chopper and blow them the hell away. Um, just, <laughs> now like, you're extinct. Uh, <laughs> go back to extinction. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's cheesy enough in line that would probably work. All right, so oh, oh yeah, I preferred Arnold. Like, get back to extinction. <laughs> I knew I could work Arnold into this movie somehow. Yeah, of course, knock knock. <laughs> Stick it around. Uh, <laughs> how hilarious would it be if we never saw the kid in the beginning, and then we get to see the kid? It's actually Arnold, and they're adopted son from Austria. <laughs> Mom, Dad, it's so good to see you. <laughs> Picks him up. <laughs> I'm so good to see you. George you want to get the ten of the rabbits? <laughs> sort of thing. Look at the dinosaurs. <laughs> Me! <laughs> oh, he just runs up to a, a velociraptor and snap its neck. <laughs> uh, uh, enough neck snapping. <laughs> it's the theme in the movie, though. No, 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 no. It'd be like that TV movie. That's, yeah, I'll show you that clip from that TV movie from the late 70s, right? Maybe. Where... Arnold plays this gymnast and he does he does this flexing for a woman and takes off his shirt and she makes fun of him make, doing those funny faces uh-huh. he's like don't make fun of me like that and he grabs her shoulders and he just shakes her to death and he's literally just like kind of like zooming in and out of both their faces like stop he shakes her to death and tosses her down and he yells in, in German he runs out the door that's how he killed guys. he just grabs and shake the T-Rex picks up the Spinosaurus are these all your lunches stop it <laughs> So there we go. We went from seventies TV movie to kindergarten. I think I, I'm, I'm keeping the theme going. Every review you have, to, every podcast you have done, you had an oral impression. Well, of course. I mean, you, you have it's to tie. Hard it. not to do. No emphasis of geek culture. So, what would you say? What would be your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I would agree that I think the uh, that, that birdcage pterodactyl scene is probably the coolest scene in the movie. I'd also say the uh, the plane crash was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very intense. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two were probably my favorite. And I guess we'd all admit the la- least favorite part, the ending itself. The ending, very, yeah, just very like, ugh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why it was 15 years between this and Jurassic World. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, I know we've talked about Jurassic World so much. We may do a podcast on it eventually, but what should we look forward to if this series is going to go further? It's definitely going further. Oh, yeah, but that's that's the one thing. How I agree. They showed um, they could try to what's his name? BD Wong's character. You know, he he left the island with that's his name with the Doctor Wu. Doctor Wu. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where they're gonna go with it from there, but they definitely can. Obviously, you know, this movie made so much money. Oh, it's the biggest opening weekend ever. Yeah. Beat out Avengers more than double. Yeah. And it destroyed it. Blew it out of the water. Yeah, the highest. One was first Avengers was two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Made a half a billion in his first weekend. Yeah, but the director said he's not coming back. Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Yeah. Okay. That's how you pronounce it. I thought it was Trevorrow or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, but I mean, Trevorrow. <laughs> I we apologize if we Trevorrow. 
San Diegans. Uh, we apologize if we misp uh, mispronounce, but it's like, all right, so you want to go further and maybe weaponize them and like turn them into. It could possibly go that route. I, um, I think we should throw saddles on raptors. And it's just like that one picture of like Chewbacca riding a giant squirrel. Or that one, if you Google Ronald Reagan Velociraptor, oh, it will yes. come up with probably the most epic, epic picture drawing ever. Yeah. More than uh, Batman riding a shark with a lightsaber? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably, no, it's definitely more epic than yeah. that. Oh, man. I have, I, have you seen it? No. <gasps> pull it up now. I mean, I, I don't know if I can pull it up. Oh, we are? We do have it on the internet. We're, we have technology, SpongeBob. Um, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. The actor? And who's vice president? Jerry Lewis? Ronald Reagan, Raptor. Yep, there, there, it there it is. Ronald <laughs> 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 Reagan with saddling up on a Velociraptor, Velociraptor holding a battered American flag with Ronald Reagan losing his cowboy hat while firing an RPG, uh, while firing an SMG with an RPG strapped to his back in the middle of a firefight. Yep. I don't know who he's fighting, but... I, I don't know I either. I wouldn't want to be him. No, I don't, no, exactly. Did you see, uh, there's also... Um, the Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln uh, riding on a grizzly bear, and then you have uh, Bill Clinton with, like, dual-wielding guns with Monica Lewinsky at his leg, and his <laughs> pants are open with American flag <laughs> underwear on. It's... Uh, presidents, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> no, apparently not. Uh, but... Alright, so we were saying well, there's opportunity for the, the series to go forward. I just don't know how Chris Pratt would tie into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, unless unless he's hunting them. Hunting them with other raptors? No, that he finds out that they're creating them and they need to be stopped. Mm hmm. And he doesn't want anybody to go through the experiences that happen in a Jurassic world. Okay, so he just kind of goes rogue agent and tries to take down the government's use of the velociraptors right. in a military situation. Yes. Well, I guess it's InGen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's InGen the one who holds the embryos. Yeah. They're going to need a, a big villain to carry that movie. Yeah, I, and not Vincent D'Onofrio with his, like... Cookie cutter. I know, mean, like, like, compare it to him on Daredevil, which when I did, Daredevil, when I did Daredevil podcast, I brought, the, I brought him up saying he was so fantastic and layered and that comes here and he's, like, snidely whiplash. Yeah. And he's like, like, I want to militarize them. And yeah. That's, that's my character. Loose, so. Yeah. Um, he had his comeuppance. He got... Which I'm surprised the movie did not get a hard R. Or didn't get an R rating. Well, they so, didn't show... They didn't... The blood was minimalized. Yeah. They didn't curse. No. And most of the deaths were off-screen. True. I mean, I wish they would release an unrated cut of when the assistant gets, like, picked up oh, by the terror Because that was the only one that I actually kind of felt bad for her. I felt horrible, yeah. Well, like, because she was, like, okay, she was... She was punished because she lost the kids? She was punished because she was a little snobby? Or she was British. She was British. She was, was British, but she... No other British people in that movie. I don't think. She was her... She was the aunt's assistant. Yeah. And that she was... Automatic... I, I felt horrible for that character. But I also wish it was like... One, it was like really like her in the pterodactyl's mouth and then the big crocodile source thing eating all, both of them. I, what, the I don't even know what that... I'm going to say that's a Leoporidon, even though it's probably not. It's a Leoporidon mixed with a Megalodon. It's a magical Leoporidon, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, the unicorns. All right. <laughs> Any final, do you have final thoughts on the movie itself? Would you recommend 
this to people. If they were just coming off of Jurassic World oh. and want to watch the entire series, would you want them to watch all three? Um, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a it's still entertainment, even though it's bad. Yeah, it's it, still Jurassic Park. It knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I would say it would be a disservice if you're really into the series. And you don't see it; it's probably a disservice to just leave it out. Right? It's 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 gonna have to watch just to see, you know, Sam Neill in it. Again. Yeah, you know, it's cool. He's probably the best character of the entire series of movies. So to see him in the movie again is cool. But uh, by no means is it a good movie. It, out of the four movies, this was probably the weakest. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to make it comparatively. I, it's not Attack of the Clones bad because this is more entertaining than Attack of the Clones, but. Hmm. Well. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, just... That's about it. Yeah. I was hoping to get this 15 minutes longer so we have the entirety of the movie could have been watched while everyone listened to our rant. Yeah, we probably could have had the movie right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wonder would be more entertaining. Uh, yeah, it'd be close. It'd be, it'd be pretty close. <laughs> but maybe we'll do a commentary track soon. That'd be cool. That would be that would work. Oh, that'd, that'd be, just be that'd that. be us just moaning and crying the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just hear us leave. Just like, just literally, like it's recording. just dead air for the entire time. <laughs> I remember this is band called Exodus, where their last song, like their 2007 album, like their last song, it's like it was like 20 minutes long. When I look at the track, and I'm like, why is it so long? The song's only like eight minutes, but it's like 11 minutes of silence. And there's a secret track at the very end of it. So maybe that's what it'll be like. It's just like, we talk the first 10 minutes and we'll just come back to the last 10 minutes. <laughs> see if anybody's gonna willing to sit through all of it. Are you still there? <laughs> Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Alright. Come back next week where we'll be talking about more geek and pop culture material. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney. With me as always... Dakota Weekend. You can find my reviews on DeviantArt.com under DW Drawings. By the way. And Brian Noviello. Do you have any blogs or anything like that? No, I'm just here for the fun. So I hope I get invited back. Of course. Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I kind of like the format of three guests because we're able to balance off each other more than two. No, no, nothing against you, Dakota. I'm going to cry and leave now. Oh, good. Good. I, I, I feed off your tears. Kind of like that <laughs> South Park episode. Like, it is me, too. You... Your parents, oh, your tears, they're just so sweet. <laughs> Feeling the love. <laughs> come, in, come back next week for another episode of Anything Goes. Enough of that! <laughs> so that's, that's chaos, dude.